Welcome everybody to the Massad Method podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, the whole preparation cycle to getting your business, you know, out of sort of the dream stage and into reality. In fact, there are really four chapters in my book that um, I cover. Uh, and it's all part of the preparation cycle for starting your business. So the first one is uh, really recognizing the signs, you know, is it, is it even time to start your own business? Um, and that's, that's an important consideration. The second chapter is, of course, finding your true inspiration. The third, taking personal inventory. And then uh, finally, preparing your, your business plan. So uh, today we're going to spend time on recognizing the signs and is it time to start your, your own business. There are a number of, um, number of sort of ways I like to think about, um, or maybe not ways, but um, situations that lend themselves really, really well about starting your own business or getting a business off the ground. And one is um, limited career advancement or job loss. So we, we've, we've been kind of in an interesting economy. Um, generally, it's been pretty good up until, up until the pandemic. And of course, I'm talking now in uh, March of 2022. So we're hopefully at the end of the pandemic. And um, a lot of people lost their jobs during this, uh, the, the last two years. In fact, many people who had businesses lost their jobs or their businesses because of, uh, of closures. Um, the other thing too is there are people who lost their jobs due to economic issues or even health issues. Some people who chose not to get vaccinated and actually lost their jobs because of it. So, um, for a lot of these people, they may have, you know, thought about starting a business, you know, a long time ago, um, but because they lost their jobs, it might actually accelerate the whole process. And that often happens, right? Um, you either get to a point in your career where you feel like you can't go any farther. Um, and that's kind of how I started this company. Um, I, I was in a situation where I had achieved a great deal and really felt that the reward didn't fit the risk and the level of effort. And that was one of the big reasons why I ended up uh, starting my own company. But for a lot of other people, they may lose their jobs and that might also be an impetus uh, for them. So, um, you know, they say that necessity is the, is the mother, mother of invention. And, and that's really, really true. When you get into a situation where you feel like there's nothing really going on in your life or, or nothing that you're excited or jazzed about, even, you know, you could be doing really well in your career. You could be making a lot of money, but you don't feel excited uh, to do your job or you feel like it is a job rather than a passion. And I firmly believe that you, you know, if you're going to spend most of your life doing something, you might as well do something you love and that doesn't feel like work. And I have to say, after having this business now for over 27 years, I don't ever really feel like it's a job. I 
I feel like it's a part of myself. And I, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I just, I have different challenges and things to look forward to. And um, every day is different. So, yeah, so those are some of the, 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 the base reasons. Uh, another area is the whole area of career success combined with um, poor physical and mental energy. And again, you'll find this with people who, you know, they've, they've done very well for themselves in a career and many of them are senior executives, but they may have mental health issues. They may have health issues that have sprung up. And um, some of these health issues are often rooted in stress. Not to say that owning your own business doesn't have stress because it does. It does have a lot of stress, but I think stress is perceived differently when um, you feel you have some level of control over it and you can manage it. Uh, whereas sometimes when you're in a large corporate environment, you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, this, this thing is being foisted on me, or I, I can only control so much. I can't control most of what's affecting me. And that can, that can have a profound effect on your mental and your physical health. So I've often found entrepreneurs, you know, starting, starting a business from, from that point of view. Um, and, you know, I have to say that was my own experience, uh, both the elements of I had achieved maybe as much as I could achieve um, without really feeling like the rewards were there. And also I felt like my physical health was being compromised because, you know, I was working crazy hours and uh, I, uh, I was in a situation where I worked for, a, you know, a big uh, technology firm and I did some amazing things. I, I, uh, generated a $20 million systems integration contract in within the first six months that I was with the company. And um, I had a host of other business, you know, totaling, it ended up totaling over, I think, four million, four and a half million dollars on top of that. And um, what I accomplished was really, in our industry, pretty miraculous, actually, it's, it's very rare that people do that kind of thing. And, you know, it's not something you do every year. It's, uh, it is kind of, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big achievement and it's, and it's not a common achievement. So at any rate, um, I had joined this firm and I'd had a pretty senior position in a previous firm and I joined basically as, uh, uh, at a particular level. And, and I, when I, when I was being recruited, I said, you know, if I achieve this, 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 and this, can we consider, uh, you know, a VP role for, for me? And they said, yeah, absolutely. So when I achieved all these great things and I went to them and I said, okay, well, look at all the things I've achieved and the big team now that I have working for me, I think it's time to consider me for a VP role. And the response was, no, we don't think you're ready yet. And that was like a kick in the gut for me because I felt like, well, if I'm not ready after accomplishing this much and this is so unusual, then what, what do I have to do in order to achieve this goal? Like, are we talking about 10 years of this kind of achievement before you make me a VP? 
And by this time, I'd already been in the industry for 10 years and I, I had paid my dues and I, I had a long track record to, to justify my capabilities and my salary and so forth. So anyways, they gave me sort of a small uh, bonus uh, for all of this and uh, told me, you know, to bide my time. So, you know, my company was basically born in that moment. And for a lot of people, that's the case. You know, they, they get some terrible uh, disappointment and guess what? They decide that's it. I've had enough. I'm going to start my own business. Not that you don't have disappointments in your own business. You do plenty. Let me tell you. But again, somehow when the disappointments are of your own making and you have some element of control over them and you have the ability to, to make change, you perceive, I think, them very, very differently. Um, a third, third reason that people uh, think about starting their own business is actually that they've achieved a lot in their career. You know, many of the baby boomers and, uh, you know, 40 somethings, they, they, they've, they've basically achieved a great deal uh, perhaps in their career and they're wondering, you know, well, what comes next for them? And some, of, some people don't want to climb the ladder, uh, climb another rung on the ladder. So what they do is they decide to start, start a business and it could be consulting because it's uh, leveraging off of their existing skills and knowledge or they could decide to do something utterly different. You know, they might be a corporate banker and decide, hey, I want to run the corner uh, coffee shop and, you know, chat with people all day about uh, life and love and, you know, serve them coffee. But uh, usually it, it's also someone who's in a position where maybe they have put aside money and, and they want to have that opportunity to start their own business. The other thing I find is um, many people are really uh, who start their own businesses or think about starting their own businesses um, are really obsessed with finding uh, investment or money making opportunities. Like I think back to myself to myself as a young woman uh, in university, and I remember uh, in university having lunch with with uh, other friends and uh, and and dreaming and fantasizing about starting my own business, even, even in university. And of course, during my first few years of uh, working, same thing. I was always on the hunt to try to think about, <clears throat> you know, some way to start my own business. And, uh, excuse me, uh, I find a lot of entrepreneurs have this mindset. They absolutely, have money on the brain. They, they want to find a way to generate income, to generate money. Um, there's also personality characteristics of entrepreneurs. So for many, um, for many, they're, they're driven achievers um, and they're, you know, self-improvement fanatics. So you find a lot of those those crazy people who run marathons and triathlons and do grand fondos and whatever, they also tend to be the ones that are generally entrepreneurs as well, because they love to push themselves and push themselves to the limit. And that kind of mindset goes with being an entrepreneur. So you got to kind of think a little bit about, okay, um, do I have the right characteristics or character or personality to be an entrepreneur? 
generally speaking, that type of, uh, those types of traits are the ones that we see in entrepreneurs. The, other, the last element is really, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Um, and in my case, yeah, I, I came from a, a, a long line of entrepreneurs. In fact, I had came from a really unique family where the women um, in the family uh, from the 1940s onwards um, were not only successful, but were really the ma main breadwinners of their family. <clears throat> so imagine my maternal grandmother and her sisters uh, lived in Cairo, Egypt, and you know, pretty patriarchal society. And they had a whole fashion design atelier business where they they designed for the, the wealthiest of um, Egyptian uh, citizenry. And um, they went to all of the, you know, uh, fashion shows and, you know, would, uh, would look at what's big on the catwalk with Dior and Chanel and whatever, and essentially copy a lot of the designs and, uh, and uh, add their little twist to it and, and build a whole wardrobe. For um, for a wealthy uh, Egyptian woman or or a European woman who happened to be living in uh, Cairo at the time, so at any rate, um, my grandmother and her two sisters they they were very very successful and um, yeah they were main breadwinners for their for their families and um, yeah most of my family had that background on my mom's side of the family even my dad's side of the family my grandfather on my dad's side of the family with his brother had um, a whole manufacturing business for cigarettes and they also um, were distributors for alcohol in uh, in Egypt and uh, Lebanon as well so you know, sometimes you come from that background and it becomes part of you, but then it kind of skips a generation because, for example, my parents came to Canada in the 1960s. And it was really interesting because, you know, they never thought of starting their own businesses. My dad had a, was university educated and uh, my mom uh, was kind of a very intrepid person. She, she landed in banking and my dad landed in, um, uh, in uh, private sector and then subsequently in the government as an economist. And, you know, their mindset was not to start their own business. So it was kind of weird actually that I did because I think I, I was the first of that gen of the second generation or really the first generation Canadians that uh, started a business. And I think um, out of my family, I have just one other uh, well, no, I have one first cousin who started their own business. And of course, I have a second cousin <clears throat> who started uh, a business here and, and his boys also started businesses and were extremely successful, extremely successful, like multi, multi-million dollar businesses. So yeah, um, there's definitely um, all of these, uh, all of these elements. So just to just to review, uh, when you look at starting a business, you have to look at all these different elements. You have to look at where you're at in your career. You have to look at your financial situation. You have to look at your personality. You have to look at your family background. And all of these different elements come together 
to determine whether or not you have the right soil to uh, start planting your business. So in my um, second podcast, or sorry, in my second vodcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover off um, what it takes to be an entrepreneur in terms of what is the entrepreneurial personality profile. And um, I'm probably going to talk about a book I just read recently called Grit by Angela Duckworth which is um, really fascinating because it gets into the whole um, analysis of why somebody becomes successful. Um, And the the premise is it's not necessarily because of intelligence. It's usually because of grit or perseverance. So that, you know, hard work ethic, that uh, never give up ethic. And that's why when I mentioned earlier, the personality type of being, you know, Uh, self-improvement, pushing yourself to the limit is kind of commensurate with being an entrepreneur. So if you're kind of a very chill person, um, you don't want to achieve necessarily a lot, probably starting a business is not the right uh, forum for, you know, the great things you have to bring to the world. Um, But if if you have particular personality traits, you're probably a slam dunk for running your own business. So I think next um, next show, we'll talk in uh, at length about what it takes to be an entrepreneur from a personality perspective. And um, yeah, thank you for joining me today. I look, I look forward to chatting with all of you and, and uh, um, discussing some of the, uh, the capabilities of entrepreneurs from a personality standpoint. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you all next time around. Be well, guys. Take care. And we'll talk soon.